Hello and welcome to Weeb Spawn. We talk about everything and every anything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Erased. And as always, spoilers ahead. Yes. Erased. This is a Japanese manga series and anime written and illustrated by Kei Sanbei. It was serialized by Kodokawa Shoten's Young Ace magazine. Uh, this manga was released from June of 2012 to March of 2016. And when it was licensed in English, it was licensed by Yen Press. The anime an adaptation was by A1 Pictures and it aired on Fuji TV's Noitamina programming block. And this was only a short span of time from January to March of 2016. They had some live action films, which I did not know about. Um, I will probably never watch those, nor do I want to know about them because <laughs> they're probably awful. But if you're interested, the live-action film was released on March of 2016, and the live-action drama series was released by Netflix in December of 2017. They also had a spin-off manga, which was June to November of 2016, and a spin-off novel. And other than that, that's about it with this. It is pretty popular... Um, from what I've heard, I haven't really heard anybody who disliked it. They had pretty good reviews on just overall. The, the reviews were pretty good. And yeah, I don't think I've heard anyone who's just like, yeah, you know, I didn't really like Raced. So I'd say that's a pretty good feat. And to be honest with you, I think the only people who really wouldn't like it are those. Because there are some people who really don't like suspense drama. I, I, is that, or what's, yeah, just suspense. Yeah, this, like, thriller. Yeah, thriller. If you don't like that, I could easily see you not liking it, because some people just get anxious, and they don't like that. Yeah, and it's a mystery uh, anime, so it's, it's a hit or miss for some people. It gives me a little Inception vibes. Not, like, as in the movie, yeah. but, like, the whole premise. Yeah, I could see that. Like, the the whole principle of the ability that he has. Yeah, which, going off of that, if you guys don't know what Erase is, it follows Satoru Fujinuma, a young man living in Chiba who at, possesses ability known as Revival. And at first, I didn't understand why they would name it Revival, because all it does is send him back a few seconds whenever something dangerous occurs but we end up finding out it's more like life-threatening incidents so i guess that's where the revival comes in because it's kind of like because when he goes back in time he usually tries to save whoever's in that so you could say it's revival but i think it's a it play off words but it kind of confused me at first but <laughs> essentially his ability lets him go back in time whenever a life-threatening event happens. And then the premise of this is he ends up walking in, coming home one night to find his mother has been killed. And he gets not 
frame. Well, I guess you could consider it frame. But the police show up, and because he's the only person there, he is accused of his mother's murder. And before anything could happen, his ability kicks in, and he is sent 18 years in the past. And now he must figure out some old cases, kidnapping cases, to help solve that case in order to solve his mother's murder. It's kind of <laughs> like an intertwined connecting yeah. cause and effect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My first impression of this one. So I first watched it only because it was on Netflix. And when you hover over the show on Netflix, it kind of gives you a snippet of what the show is going to be about. So I kind of watched it and he talked about his revival and how he went back in time and can prevent incidents. And I thought this was going to be kind of like a stupid little time travel-y type show. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. But then I started realizing like it had a lot of good reviews. So I'm like, all right. I guess I'll give it a shot. It's only 12 episodes, so what's it going to hurt? And then I started getting into it and watching it. And within the first episode, I was pretty hooked because I'm like, oh, shit. Like, the mom dies in the first episode. And I was just shook. Like, oh, I did not expect it to be this significant and then the revival gets kind of crazy and draws me in more because normally it's going back a few seconds yeah so it really drew me in i did not have high expectations for it but it definitely exceeded them yeah my impression is pretty similar because i think at, i don't know how afterwards i uh, saw it because i i watched it when it first came out like as an anime not on like netflix but when it came out uh what whatever when it first debuted and uh i was thinking because i watched re zero and i really enjoyed that where he returns back in time from his death at certain checkpoints so i was kind of thinking like oh revival so i was like oh it's going to be kind of going down that route but it becomes more of a detective thriller thing with this ability and I enjoyed it because it had a fantasy-esque aspect in a modern setting. And it didn't, like, really cause any overlap. Because, like I said, it only goes back a few seconds. But it causes him to be aware of his surroundings. And now he must figure out what to do as a kid. And there are a few plot twists that happen that... Some, I, like, the foreshadowing was very specific. On It was like, yeah. oh, I knew this was going to happen. But there were also, like, one or two that I'm just like, oh, shit. I mm -hmm. did not actually expect that. Yeah, they definitely have a few moments where I definitely had a feel for certain things, like you said. But those random ones where I'm like, oh, I you have me second-guessing myself now. And then the twist happens, I'm like, oh, fuck. So yeah, it, they did a pretty good job. I liked it. And for it being so short, they got their point across without being too abrupt and too fast-paced, I think. Yeah, that's also another thing. It was only a, what, 13 episode? 12. 12. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't even 13. It was 12 episodes. But I didn't I didn't really get the fast-pacedness that a lot of other like short ones get i think it was relatively yeah. paced out pretty well there were some parts that kind of like i guess would go a little faster but at the same time it's like he was an adult 
he went into a kid. So, okay, okay. I, warning, spoiler, 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 spoiler. <laughs> he comes back to being an adult. And going from adult kid to adult within the span of 12 episodes, I think they did it really well. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I can't remember if the episodes are normal 20-minute length episodes or not. I'm pretty sure they were. Or, yeah, I can't, couldn't fully remember. Yeah, okay, yep, I'm looking at 23 episodes per, or 23 minutes per episode. Yeah, so even with the short episode length, they they did all right. So I guess we can kind of jump into it since uh, you're trying to jump into spoilers so soon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this, the story, as you already mentioned, follows Satoru Fujinuma. And he is a failed manga artist that had his latest manga rejected. And not really knowing what to do with his life, he s- decides to go get a job. And he gets a job at this place called Osai Pizza. And during... A delivery, he experiences something called the revival. And he kind of narrates, because we're always listening to his head, because it is this mystery-type manga or anime. So you get this little narration, and he kind of explains that it's this ability that gets triggered randomly during life-threatening situations, and it sends him back in time just a few seconds. But these few seconds give him enough time to save somebody's life. And on this delivery, he manages, manages to save a boy's life from a, a runaway truck. But in the process, he does get injured and he is hospitalized for a few days. And while in the hospital, he has this dream or this memory recollection where he's back as a child. And he sees this girl standing alone in a park. And that's kind of all there is to this dream is this girl. So... He wakes up and he's greeted by his coworker who is just kind of like worried about him. We don't really mention her a whole lot in it because I don't feel like she plays a huge role in this show all that much. I mean, she does have some pretty significant roles. But overall, I honestly don't see her character as all that necessary. But he finally gets out of the hospital and he gets visited by his worried mother. And her name is Sachko. And while talking about the events that happened and everything, she's reminded of an event that happened 18 years ago where a friend of Satoru's called Yuki was arrested for kidnapping and murder of two classmates. The following day, Satoru experiences another revival at the grocery store parking lot with his mother. Um, Of course, she doesn't know what a revival is. She doesn't experience this. It's just him. But when it happens, he kind of stops. He's like, do you sense anything weird? Like, look around. Something weird's about to happen. And as they look around, she notices a man who is walking with a child. And as he gets to the car, they kind of make eye contact. And he drives off without the child. So it's kind of implied that she just prevented a kidnapping from happening. Or I guess Satoru prevented this from happening by making sure they made eye contact with the sky. But something doesn't really sit right with Sachko. So she looks into this man and she recognize like she noticed that she recognized this man, but she couldn't really figure out why. 
and then she realizes it and she believes that this person may have been the murderer from all those years ago back in their hometown and as every anime trope goes she is then murdered before she can reveal any of this information so she was the lone person that knew who the murderer was and as you already mentioned Satoru discovers her body and he runs away because his mother's dead and he hears sirens in the distance and he is now wanted for murder and right as he gets caught or well as he's running away I don't think he gets caught yet he experiences a revival and instead of a few seconds in the past he is sent back 18 years now that's a a different awakening (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah oh how Honestly, if I got sent back that far ago, I would be killing it in school. <laughs> I don't, I'd feel so sweet. See, for me, I don't know if I could because I always thought about like what would happen. And I'm just like, there is something like I don't remember a whole lot from high school. I'll be honest with you. Maybe like once I like see it, it would pop in my head again. But there are just some things that I'm just like, yeah, I would have to still <laughs> study again because I'm like... I, I, I suppose history. History I'd have to study again. Oh, calculus for me. <laughs> oh, see, I was just thinking I would be killing it in math. I'd be bringing up calculus. Yeah, because um, your job actually although I, just, I was gonna say, I was going to say, although I've taken, taken five years of math in uh, college. Um, but yeah, I'd be killing it in the science class. <laughs> That's about it, though. I think everything besides calculus I would do like perfectly fine in. But, like, calculus that I already, like, was already not really struggling, but, like, I still needed to, like, study and everything for it. I would be like, uh, <laughs> I don't even remember how to find aptitude, uh, aptitude, um, amplitude with, uh, amplitude. Amplitude. See, the, the I don't waves. even, what? <laughs> the the waveforms? Yes. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't even remember how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, enough your, about... Your point was made. Your point was made. <laughs> so, now he's back in middle school, but, and Satoru heads home to find his living mother, and he gets uh, a little emotional, because, I mean, you're, obviously your mother died in front of you, and now you see her alive. So, he gets a little emotional, and that's when he starts to piece together the whole his whole revival... Is about saving his mother. And the fact that he was sent 18 years ago must deal with something that happened with the girl who got murdered from his school all those years ago. So now he remembers the girl's name is Kayo Hinazuki. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I'm getting a little better at this now yeah, that you're, I'm... you're getting better. Now that I'm actually yeah. studying Japanese. And so... After he starts paying attention to her, he starts to notice that she has bruises on her and may not have a simple life of a middle school student at home. And he wants to try to understand more and figure out who may have want to kill her. So he invites her to his house for his birthday party. Following days at school, Satoru tries to act in a way that won't change the future too much. You know, the whole butterfly effect. But in doing so, he realized he is doing things in the exact same way as before, 
which would be a problem if he attempts to change the future, but instead just repeats the same actions. So now he must plan carefully because there's no point in going to the past if you were going to do the exact same things because history would just repeat itself and his mom would still be dead. So now he is on a mission to try to find out as much information on Caillou as possible. And to do this, he sneaks into the teacher's office to find her file, but gets caught by his teacher, Yashiro. Yashiro assumes that Satoru has a crush on her and allows him to take a peek at the file in which he learns that him and Kayo share the same birthday, March 2nd. Which, isn't that also like some kind of significant thing in like time travel or something? I thought. Um, maybe not, but I thought for some reason March 2nd. It's my sister's birthday also. But I also, <laughs> for some reason, I thought March 2nd stood out for like some conspiracy reason. Maybe not. I googled March 2nd time travel, and then the name John Teeter came up, and I was looking into that, hoping March 2nd was going to pop up, but March 2001 popped up, so that's why it triggered this document. But it's funny that popped up because John Teeter is a significant name that is used in Steins Gate, which is another anime, obviously, and it's basically uh, synonymous with some time travel theories and stuff like that. Kind of interesting that I got there from just Googling my second time travel. <laughs> I just, for, I don't know why that sticks out. I just feel like it does because I feel like if they, if it wasn't significant, they wouldn't have put that there. But well, um, she disappears on March first, so the day before her birthday. Oh yeah. But I don't know why, why, because I do feel like there's some significance with them having the same birthday. I do too. Maybe. Maybe it's in our document that we just forgot. But anyway, so after he finds that, he does leave and Yashiro just wishes him good luck because he has this little misunderstanding, but it works out for Satoru. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, Satoru tries to find Kayo at the park, but he runs into his friend Yuki, who is an older kid. Now, even though that Satoru has, or now that Satoru has the mentality of an adult, he still doesn't believe Yuki to be the killer, because this is the person that everyone believes murdered these two girls. And being here face to face with this kid after knowing that he was the one charged for it, he still cannot believe that this is the guy. He is just too kind-hearted, and he is just very, very frail in terms of doing anything bad like he just can't he's a nice guy to the core it's just the first thing you can tell about this kid so after this interaction satoru goes to kayo's house and he finds her beaten and left in the shed outside her house and her mother comes out and drags her back inside and when uh confronted the mother tells satoru that she fell which obviously isn't the case. Um, so this sparks Satoru to try even harder. Because right now he's like, I obviously know who's going to kill her. Because it's right here. So he plans a trip with Kayo to the science center. And 
While at the science center, he gets this a weird sense of deja vu again, similar to how he had one earlier where he's repeating the same events. And he really starts to worry that he's just still doing it and nothing's going to change. But to his surprise, as March 1st comes around, the day that Kayo first went missing, it comes and goes and she's alive. And Satoru was extremely happy because he actually changed the future. And now they can celebrate their birthday together. And he's just pumped. He, he finally did it. So this means his mom's going to be alive. Kayo's alive. It's all good. But the next day, Kayo doesn't show up to school. And it turns out Satoru couldn't prevent her death. He only delayed it by one day. And this is where it keeps getting like interesting like one of the like moments or twists that happened that like you would think a lot of times like the main character succeeds in the first try and like maybe another problem would go but then it didn't but then now satoru finds himself back in present day and he's still wanted for his mother's murder so now he's back in there and it feels like his only chance to help his mother is now gone and though we haven't talked about his co-worker that much her name is Irie oh yeah yep Irie and she runs into him and she believes in him and thinks he's innocent because she knows him and knows he would never hurt his mom since she was a single mom and brought him up from birth basically so he knows their bond and he wouldn't do something like this so she brings him to her house and he learns that he did manage to change the past ever so slightly but the next day Irene receives a message from Sachiko's phone and then she becomes trapped in her house and someone lights it on fire luckily Satoru manages to make it back in time and rescues her but before leaving, Ari gives him her phone with a number on it. He finally decides to call the phone and meet up with a mutual friend of Sachiko's, Sawada? Sawada. Sawada says Sachiko called him to tell him who the killer was, but died before telling him, so he was looking in it to prove Satoru's innocence. After some time investigating, the police manages to catch up to Satoru and arrest him and while being arrested he sees the man who left his house the night of his mother's murder and thus is able to trigger another revival and he arrives in the past once again but this time a day before the original disappearance yeah so I, I mentioned briefly that his co-worker I Irie I just don't feel like she is all that important to the plot. I feel like they could have done without her and they still could have gotten the point across. Like, I don't think her burning alive or almost burning alive was that significant of an event that I don't think it's an event that needed to happen. Like he could have gotten a message on Sachka's phone and then been trapped in a building and got out. Um, and got in contact with Sawada because Sawada is Sachiko's mutual friend. I don't feel like her character is all that important here. She doesn't really do 
all that much to further the plot in my eyes. I don't know if you feel the same way, but she just seems out of place the more I think. You're talking about Irie, right? Mm -hmm. So I think... Yeah. What I think... uh, She's not important and important at the same time. What... Like you said, she's like... You could almost write her off, but at the same time, you also kind of need her because she is more of a bridge... One, you need to know, like, she gives you confirmation on Satoru's character. So even though we know that he didn't kill his mom because we saw it happen, it also kind of gives you the reinforce, like, oh, it's not some kind of plot trick to where he actually did kill her. And it's like, maybe he's gone insane because of this ability I don't think anyone ever thought of that. I just kind of thought of that right as I think. (laughs) But basically, I think it was just more grounds to solidify Satoru's character and then also to introduce Sawada. Kind of, like I said, the bridge. Because if Sawada just straight up talked to him, I guess you could and also it couldn't because he is wanted for murder and he is an investigator. So it would have been kind of weird if... He went up to him first when he's on the run. And then, so now it's like that gap between with that message on the phone and now this. So you know the murderer is trying to clean up his tracks. It's hard to explain. Like she, like I mentioned, it's no, just a bridge. I, yeah, no, actually, that, that makes sense. Um, let's see, this is why you having a film background... <laughs> opens up a little more perspectives because i was thinking when you said it opens up that bridge i feel like sawada could have been that bridge because he was like yo she called me and right before but i guess that's over the phone that's not actual confirmation so it does make sense that she would be that reassurance of who he is so yeah that makes sense i I'll rest my case. I'll give this one to you. I concede. And then it's also <laughs> the fact that because the murderer targeted her, it would have been... If he targeted a cop or an investigator, they would have been, like, all hands on deck trying to capture him. But now because it's just another person, it's going to be another case. And then it also solidifies the idea that this murderer that killed... uh that he would kill his mother for a crime 18 years ago just to cover it up because she thought of something. And now, because of her connection with Satoru, he's trying to clean up all the evidence. So I think it also is trying to give you an idea of what the murderer is like. She's just Mm -hmm. that bridge that connects everyone, almost. That's fair. Yeah, that makes sense. So... Knowing that she will survive until her birthday now, at least, Satoru decides he needs to get more aggressive. And he tells Kao, Kayo that she know, he knows about her b- abuse at home and he wants to help in any way. And during the day where she's supposed to be disappearing, he throws a brick through Yuki's window so that the cops arrive at his place and gives Yuki an alibi so that he isn't arrested for Kayo's dis- disappearance if she were to disappear. So there's one step closer to 
kind of sweeping the rug between or sweeping the rug out from underneath the murderer's feet. So he's like trying to check all the boxes just in case this doesn't work. So now, as his last ditch effort, he needs to protect Kyle. So he like kidnaps her. Like she willingly comes, but he's basically like, you cannot go home. I'm not letting you go home. So he takes her to an abandoned bus and hides her there until he knows that she's safe. (laughs) But the bus isn't as safe as they thought. And this part stressed me out when I watched it. So on the night of March 3rd, so she survived an extra night. Someone enters the bus. And right now Kayo's alone and it's nighttime and she's sleeping. And she hears him enter the bus, and she just barely manages to hide in time. There's not a whole lot of places to hide on the bus. So she is panicking. And after a few moments of this sheer terror, the man sets down some stuff, and he leaves. So he dropped off this bag, and he walks out. But that's not all he does. He is pissed. He kicks a box before he gets out, because he is not happy that... For two days now, he has been trying to get Kayo, and so far, he's not been able to. And in the morning, everyone comes back to the bus, Satoru and his friends, and they learn that the abduction isn't simply just going to end by hiding Kayo, but rather, it's going to end by finding the murderer, because they search the bag, and they find the equipment that was originally used to frame Yuki in this bag. So this is like full-on premeditated. They have proof that Yuki most likely, well, Yuki's not the killer because he smashed a brick through his room and they found this bag in a completely different location that originally was used to get Yuki arrested. So this isn't going smooth. This abduction is happening and the only way it's going to end is if they find this murderer. And this is part of the evidence because i know i was kind of talking earlier about how meticulous and like to cover up his tracks this is also obviously because i've seen it so now re-talking about it i can bring some more points across but this just also goes to show you of where i'm coming from that this guy was very meticulous of covering his tracks i mean he went 18 years without getting caught until this incident happened that caused him to go back in time 18 years. So it's just kind of scary. And this is why I said how you were anxious when that came. I was terrified too. I'm like, oh no, he did all this to save her. I'm like, don't tell me he finds her and like he ends up killing her at this bus. And yeah, oh my God. When this happened, I thought that he knew she was in here and waited for everyone to be gone. Like, I thought he meticulously planned out, like, okay, she's probably asleep. I can go in there and just, like, take her. And I'm like, this is not what I expected. Yeah, and just imagine being, like, Satoru when you saved, like, all this. She ends up dying. So then you get sent back to the present, and you're like, nothing changed. And then if something caused you to get back, and you're just confused because you're like, what did I do wrong? Like, she should have been saved. Who, like, how did she die? Mm-hmm. Like, that would have completely train railed it and if they wanted to they could have done that to make like stretch it out but i'm kind of glad they didn't but yeah 
when I first saw this, I was like, oh, like my heart was racing. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. That's basically my emotions. So this is why I said, if you're not good with this anxious, anxious stuff, you probably aren't going to like this. But for me, some parts where it's like that, I I do kind of enjoy. Like, obviously not at that moment, but like overall, I'm like, and seeing it play out, you just kind of like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah there is there's definitely some enjoyment in in sheer terror of what's gonna happen next and also uh, it's weird <laughs> it's weird because it's like you don't want to feel scared but also when it's over you're like i'm glad i felt terrified. yeah it really like sets the mood and like you feel in character like you feel like you're almost satra you're trying to hoping she lives and she gets a good ending because you already know her past, and then when this happened, you're just like, oh, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it because, like I said, it's that thriller kind of detective aspect of it, and the show really did well, like, up to this point, to really not tell you at all who this person is. It's not until mm-hmm. the next yeah. few episodes that you start getting hints, foreshadows, that... If you're paying attention, you can pick out, but still, like, part of you, you're not, like, 100% sure because of just how well they write these characters. Yeah. I think right away, like, right when I saw who the murderer was on screen before knowing who the murderer was, I'm like, yep, that's the murderer. And then as the show went on, I'm like, okay, I'm wrong. That is definitely not the murderer. And then when the reveal happened, I'm like, God, it was right there. I had it. I had it. Yeah, exactly. I, I, but I went off of a hunch. <laughs> I think I did pretty much the same where I think it was more I had a suspicion it was the person. But I was like, I could never mm-hmm. just be like, yep, there was that's no, him. Like true evidence. Yeah, there was nothing yeah. like it was always like if you told me him right then and there when I had suspicions, I would have been like, okay. I could see it, like, but then they develop him, and I'm like, okay, maybe it's not him. And then, like you said, when it, it was like, oh fuck, damn it! <laughs> You're like, I got tricked. <laughs> yep. Or like you, like it's just like my suspicions rose, lowered, and then it was like it went back up again, and I was like, ah, I, this is why they tell mm-hmm. you to trust your gut instincts. <laughs> yep. So, anyways, going back to Sataru, his mother and his teacher, Yashiro, manages to get child services involved, and Keo gets sent to her grandmother's away from any potential danger for now. So, Sataru now sets his sights on next potential victims, assuming that they will be targeted now that Kayo is out of the picture, which, at first... I always forget from a moment. I'm like, how is a kid thinking of this? But then I'm like, oh, wait, he's not actually a kid. Cause he, yeah, he, he's a full-grown yeah. adult. <laughs> and because I was like, I don't know if I could have done this as a kid. But then I'm like, oh, wait, if I kept all my memories now and went as a kid and like certain things happened that I remembered, I would have been like, oh, yeah, I guess as a kid I would have done like the same thing. But. Not to mention, as a kid, you could probably get away with a lot of stuff doing, like, shit oh, like yeah. this. So. Just for being a 
quote unquote dumb yeah. kid. <laughs> or as the Japanese like to say, ah, youth. <laughs> <laughs> At least in like every anime, they're like, ah, it's, it's youth yeah. or it's springtime, whatever the fuck. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyways, and it appears that Satoru is correct. He follows one of the girls, and after she enters the bathroom, she doesn't seem to come out. So in a panic, he starts to search for the girl and sees the truck that Yuki drives. He quickly finds his teacher, Yashiro, and they jump in a car and follow the truck. As they drive, bits of information start to present himself and is revealed that the killer is definitely not Yuki. It's the teacher, Yashiro. Yashiro keeps driving and eventually stops near a riverbank and drives into the drives the car into the freezing river where Satoru is trapped and like his seatbelt like couldn't come undone or like did he modify it? Yeah, I think he rigged he he rigged it so that um Satoru wouldn't get out cuz basically I think on the drive he was like you know, you started taking an interest in Kayo and I didn't think anything of it. But then every time he tried to get her, she would mysteriously disappear. And he's like, you were always there. Like, you always had some role in it. So he started getting suspicious. And he's like, so I'm going to take you out since you took my prey. Because then with when Satoru started stalking the other girl to make sure nothing happened to her, he spotted him. And he's like, yeah, you little son of a bitch. I'm going to get you. And somehow he modded the seatbelt to not come undone, I guess. Yeah, and what I thought was even clever on uh, Yashiro's part was because he had the the faint... He had the suspicion of him, but he wasn't 100% sure either, kind of like how we were of the teacher all this time. So he decided to plant evidence, and he put like basically sleep medicine or something in the, the chick's... Yeah. Drink or, or he... Something. So then she would stay yeah, in the Yeah, and she uh, she just fell asleep. And so when immediately when he left to check out, that's when he knew. He's like, "I, you do know something. He didn't know how, but he's like, you know. And that's what led to this whole mm-hmm. car drive thing. So it was like they were trying to one-up each other without knowing each other's identity. He gets dropped into this river. And Yashiro is basically like, see a bitch. See you in hell. And what seems like a death sentence turns out just to be a huge ass setback because Satoru Satoru wakes up from a coma in the present day. Not quite 18 years in the future. I think it was like 15 years. Um, So, yeah, he's been in a coma for 15 years, but he doesn't really remember anything other than who he is. And that's about it. So... Yeah, now that he's been asleep for 15 years, this dude has, all his muscles are atrophied. Dude needs to go to rehab. And during his rehab visits, he, or during his rehab, he is visited by Kayo, who has survived and now has a family. And I think she ends up marrying one of um, Satoru's friends. And she's basically like, you saved me. And I'm alive, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And this visit kind of helps him slowly regain some memories. But during this rehab, he gets another visitor. And this visitor isn't so pleasant because he's visited by his old teacher, 
Joshiro. After 15 years, Joshiro has been keeping tabs on him and basically waiting for the day that he woke up. And he's like this bigwig politician now. He's basically in a place of power. And they have a little chit-chat. And there's this boy who is going through this surgery to get cancer removed. And Yashiro is like, all right, Satoru, let's have a little talk. And since Satoru still doesn't really have muscles, he gets wheelchaired to the roof. Because he wants a private place to talk. And that's (laughs) apparently the place the Japanese go to talk. Is straight to the roof. Every manga, every anime, they just they're going right. To up be there. fair, every <laughs> roof I see, I'm like, if my school had that, and I mean, we had a roof, oh, but yeah. like, they, our school was very strict. Like one, yeah, you could like access. the moment you went near a door that went, you would have had teachers on you within minutes. But yeah, no one's allowed to. Go. But they have like, I don't know. Every school has like a dope ass place they can eat lunch at on the the roof like i don't know what they're doing there but they're doing something right um so yeah they, they go up there and he gets wheeled up and satoru has really no strength to fight him and up here this part gets kind of weird like yashiro's like yeah that boy that you've been connecting to he's going into surgery soon and basically you're gonna kill him like he arranges some sort of thing saying like i could make the call right now and this boy's dead and Satoru's like, you know what? I'm not having this con like this on my conscience. So he wheels himself right over to the edge of the hospital. And he's like, Yashiro, you're obsessed with me. I'm paraphrasing, of course. It's like, you're obsessed with me. You've waited 15 years for me to get out of this coma. You still don't understand how I beat you as a child. I won. And you are so obsessed with me, you can't let me die. And then he kind of wheels himself off of the roof. And Yashiro's like, fuck, you're right. And grabs him. And he's like, yeah, I can't let you die. Because it's like not by my hands or whatever. And then Satoru's like, basically made a gamble and he was right. Because he expected Yashiro to grab him and prevent this fall. But after doing that, Satoru is like, if you don't kill me you are never going to have a life because I am the last person alive that knows what you did. There is nothing that will stop me from releasing everything about you. And at that point, uh, Yashiro's like, I guess you're right. You are the last person standing in my way. And he lets him go and just lets Satoru fall off the roof. And at that point, Yashiro goes, like, to stand over the edge. I don't know if he was going to kill himself, too, or if he was just watching to see a dead Satoru at the bottom. And when he looked over the edge, Satoru was caught in, like, this net um, cushion thing like they do for movie stunts. And the cops are at the bottom, and they just witnessed a murder, or an attempted murder, and basically have all the evidence they need to put Yashiro in jail. And unknowing him... Unknowing to him, Satoru had some time to set this up when Kayo visited him and his memory started coming back. So he was able to tell everyone his plan, and he had the police waiting at the bottom and waiting to arrest Yashiro when this happened. It was all a huge gamble, and he took it, and it worked out in his favor. This was a whole not—I won't say it was as big as 
the light versus N type of uh, showdown that they had, but it, it almost gave me vibes of this because, like I mentioned, the whole one-upping where Yashiro seemed to have the advantage when he left him in a car sinking, freezing to death, but he ended up... I forget how he got saved. I, I don't know if Yashiro saved him. Um, I, I don't remember. I think they might have mentioned like a passing car or something. I don't think Yashiro saved him because he was... Maybe he did of what he said. I forget exactly what he said, but something. Yeah, because he was yelling something. He was yelling something as he was sinking, that made him like, "I am from the future" or something, and I know this, this, and like this. all his future, even like his future next. kidnappies that he was going to do or something yeah. like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he yelled out all his victims that he was going to take. Yeah, so he basically like forty chest him, and the guy was like, "Wait a second. I can't let this dude die. I want to know how he figured this out. And that's the whole reason why he, he waited 15 years. But it it's like, as far as I know, I don't think any other kidnappings happen. So he just became so obsessed with him that he really didn't end up committing any other crimes. So there was, yeah. n- if you really think about it, if I'm remembering correctly that he didn't commit any <laughs> crimes, he was a, straight-laced person yeah he attempted but like you're a politician versus a guy in a coma if he just said oh yeah he tried to kidnap these people like what proof that would have been a very big allegation the most he could have said was like oh um he drove it off to a cliff but then he could have put it off i tried to save him but the seatbelt couldn't work so i had to i left or like he could have easily made up some story and maybe negligence and because he's a politician, he would have been in jail for maybe a few years and then got out. But he just ended up becoming so obsessed with him that it just blinded him of everything. And yeah, that is true. I think like that's very so. True. I'm also I feel like I'm Satoru because as I'm talking about this, I'm starting to get memories back. Um, <laughs> I think in the car ride, he was talking about how. He's not actually mentally stable or like he has some addiction. And at first, it, like he thought it was, they like explained it was cigarettes or like he had all this candy in his car. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you caught me. He, he takes a sucker every time he wants a cigarette to try to replace one addiction with the other. But I think his like real addiction was the whole kidnapping and killing and stuff like this. So he wasn't as collected as we are led to believe based on everything we know about the murderer up until this point. And I think that addiction ends up becoming obsession with him. And that's why he doesn't do anything. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that checks out. The one thing I don't like I mean, there's a few things I don't like about the ending, for one. I think it was a little spontaneous, the fact that he just set up all this cop stuff and made the gamble of him being obsessed and dropping off the cliff. But I guess I can deal with that. But my other thing is, this dude has been in a coma for 15 years. This dude won't even know how to say his name, let alone (laughs) practice rehab, like... He's a vegetable at this point. Like I think the 
So I think the reason why you are led to believe that this can happen is the fact that he did. It's yeah, his revival, his ability, is the fact. Yeah, that's that is like probably the only thing. Yeah, that because him. if you think about it, how could a little kid know everything like that? Like even if you're like, oh, it's just like the memories and stuff. But if you really think about it, like all this memories going into yeah. a little kid's brain, he would normally go insane, or. He, yeah, true. Because like, I guess from the car in the lake or the river to then was just a few minutes versus actually being in a coma for 15 yeah, years. Yeah, it's almost – or like a, another example, if you think of like SAO, they were essentially in a coma for two years. Mm. But true. they were still whatever. And then when they got out, well, besides Asana, but that's a whole different thing, they looked like they were – Oh, yeah. Their yeah. muscles were atrophied. I'm surprised that dude could even walk. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, that is what... I think... Yeah. I honestly would have liked it if it went maybe one episode longer and that Yashiro didn't come so quick. I I wish it would have been yeah. more like Kayo came and like Sachiko came. He started getting his minute and then Sawada comes. And that's when like the memories start coming and then it's like at the very end of the episode uh when like everyone could leave and then maybe he goes wait can you stay a second and then it like fades to black and then the next episode is like him going through rehab then yashiro comes all this plays out and then the big labyrinth of the police comes and it's like oh it's because of the ending of that last episode i feel like personally i think that would have been better i just felt like they it almost feel a little rushed towards the end yeah um yeah one thing that also happened at the very end i believe if i'm remembering this correctly because at this point he never met irie because that was when his life was falling apart and he had to go work at the pizza place. But at this point, he never had his pizza place job, so he never met Irie. And at the very end, he goes and kind of looks for her at some spots that they knew each, like, that he knew she hung out at. And I thought that felt weird. Like, obviously, he knows her and can have this connection with her. But it was just out of place. And that's another reason why I think she would have just been fine not being in the show. Because after all this revival stuff, the relationship never happened. So I think adding her at the end and like kind of getting, giving us these head theories of he met her, they became friends, and probably went out and whatnot, almost feels forced and weird. To I could see that. And the only rebuttal I could make, and this is purely off conjecture, is I don't know if the manga ended here or if the anime follow the manga entirely if maybe that she has like a more important role after this if there's like another segment that goes on or something like he gets involved in another conspiracy and maybe she is in that or something happens that brings her together but honestly i haven't read the manga because this was one I actually found out anime first. And then after 
it ended. I didn't check if there was a manga because I kind of felt like they wrapped it up. So that would be my only mm-hmm. kind of conjecture on that. Do you know if the manga continues? Yeah, so the they ended, I believe, from what I read, basically within a week of each other. Um, the anime's ending is dramatically different. Okay, hold on, I'm reading it real quick. So yeah, someone said the ending's dramatically different, although it's played out the same between Satoru and Yashiro being outsmarting each other type of thing. And they say Sawada and Kenya, which is one of his friends, have have bigger roles in the anime. So apparently there are distinct differences. Someone said the manga skipped a chapter that took place before the first revival, um, which concentrates on the bond between Airi and Satoru. So maybe that's why I think their relationship seemed kind of forced, because they skipped a whole bonding moment. Um... Yeah, so there's a decent amount that they actually changed. Someone made a 15-bullet-point <laughs> list. <laughs> um, in those... Oh, wow. In the 15 years where he was in a coma, Yashiro... So, spoilers. Yashiro kidnapped and killed between 15 to 30 other children, uh, leading, f- leaving some clues for Kenya and Sawada, which led them to him. And in the end, he is charged for those murders. On the other hand, the anime doesn't have these crimes, or they're not mentioned, and he's only charged with the attempted murder of Satoru. So that is where some <laughs> of our qualms come in. It is covered in the Literally manga. the whole expedition I just said that the manga readers were probably like, well, if you actually read the manga, you would have known. Where I'm like, this dude was a politician. He only had the one murder, but apparently not. <laughs> Yeah, definitely not. He's a, a full-blown killer. And holy shit, the last showdown scene is much more intense, and it involves uh, an attempted murder-suicide by fire. Dude, I, I kind of want to read it now. I know, Jesus. But my thing is, okay, so the manga probably... Oh, and it goes into Yuki. The manga, um, Yuki, the one who was supposedly the murderer, ends up getting married. <laughs> wow yeah so huge difference yeah so i wonder then if like you know how in the anime it only shows like this dude has only killed like two or three well i guess two or three that we know of and then he was about to continue another right. one so i wonder if mm-hmm. in the regular thing if he actually did continue like this was just like i said this obsession addiction that he had uh, I wonder if he really did that because in the anime it only made it seem like he did these five and then was quiet for eighteen years and then it's like he just decides to pick it up right. again. But yeah, it made it seem like he was so obsessed that he just stopped killing. But maybe he was trying to kill and nothing felt the same as when he was being chased by. That's what I think, and that's where the whole I think the why now that ending scene, even though it's the little different of how Satoru knew he would be obsessed with him. Now it kind of feels in place. Like, seeing everything Mm -hmm. now. Yeah, I'm satisfied now. Everything. (laughs) I'm satisfied knowing he's a full-blown killer. And now everything makes sense. And my thing is, like, he prevented well, one for sure, 
But, like, I feel like that's all he accomplished. I mean, yes, he... I, I shouldn't say that. Because he did catch him, so now all those families have closure and he won't ever do it again. So that's a big thing. It, I don't know. It For me, though, it kind of well, feels like... so I guess... So I think the big issue is before the revival, we only knew he definitely killed two people. Now, given the <laughs> information we know, we definitely know we've killed 15 to 30 people. But it's a big difference because we don't know how many he killed before Revival. So we know he killed possibly two, but then he could have went on and killed 40 or 50 people. So it possible he killed less, but at this point, all we know is he got caught yeah, for it. Which is a big part of it. I'm assuming he killed a lot of yeah. people, though. It's just like... Before, before the Revival. Because what I'm going to say is going to sound very hypocritical, too. <laughs> it, oh boy! It, like I understand. Go for it. I want to say, it, like I mentioned before, Satoru basically is the one who ended up catching him. So I'm sure the police probably had evidence pertaining to this killer, and maybe they just couldn't find an identity. So he could have been on the loose for who knows how long, or maybe never even caught, which could have led to more and more murders and stuff. Especially since he's a politician, he could have easily covered his tracks. But it just seems like they made it seem like he put so much effort into saving, like trying to save all these kidnapped victims and to save that. When in reality, he only saved one. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, it's it's I definitely get it because it's one of those things like, oh, I know this person, so they're more important. All the others. don't. Yeah, so it's like. He did everything, and he found out the murderer, but it's literally just like his mother. He couldn't tell the information to anyone yeah. until 15 years later. Oh. Oh, yeah. So he could save oh, two yeah. people. He yeah. saved Kayo and his mother. But it's like, it's one of those things like, no, the, these murders are not relevant to me, so I don't care. Oh, now they're relevant to me, so now I want to do something. And it, it's one of those things that... It's only important because yeah. of context. I guess that's why and the anime didn't let you know he killed 15 to 30 people within the 15 coma. Uh, yeah. Because it's just like, he did all this, went through all this trouble to catch the murderer. In reality, he's... he, he nothing changed. Theoretically, he only saved two people because he saved Caillou, which in turn saved his mother. So he saved only two people throughout this whole thing. But everything mm -hmm. still basically went on like present day, like nothing ever really happened. But yeah, because I'm sure he went and killed that one person that he had to, um, right before he. No idea if he actually killed that girl. I don't think we have eventually. confirmation. I I assume, I assume he went and dropped Satoru in the lake, then pulled him out and was like, "Damn," and then was like, "Well, now here I go killing again." Yeah. So like, but like yeah. I said before, yes, he led to the capture, and he could that could who knows save how many lives because of all that. So that's why I said, I know it may sound hypocritical, but at the same point in the grand scheme of things, it's like, well, he basically did all he that. Did too much. Yeah. To save two people. <laughs> yeah. Which in present day, I feel like they could have, uh, like I said, it probably would have taken longer, but if Sachiko found out something, if, if you think about it, like, I'm I'm thinking of like an alternative timeline. They know 
Sawada knows Sachiko knows the murderer because of the phone call. Then he gets arrested. If he explains or if Sawada comes in and helps him, yeah, he, uh, Satoru would probably still be held. But then if he thought about it, he could have been like, wait, what about the time when we were at the market or wherever that place was when he first encountered that? And Sachiko helped find right. that. They could have then traced it back there. Yeah, and eventually and... found him. So if you... But yeah, like I said, it's all to... So it just feels like all the work he did basically just saved two people. <laughs> Which I think it, if, if the grand, yeah, it it's was... like... I just realized he really only did save two people. <laughs> yeah. Now that we broke it down, it's like... Wow, what a great guy. <laughs> but I, d- I know if we can continue on this anyways. But I guess my question of the day is... If you had the revival ability and you were sent back 18 years in the past, do you think you would have had, like, obviously, if you were in his shoes, do you think you could have done the stuff he did? And uh, No, I would have bought a lot of Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, no, my only family died. But this time, at least I'll be rich. <laughs> Nothing beats yeah, that. They say you can't put a price on happiness. I think that, I to me personally, I think it would have been too much. I would have probably tried to at least save Kayo, but then I would have been like, yeah. It, I mean, if I was pretend like in uh, purgatory to basically doomed to keep repeating the loop until I found the murderer, I guess I would have eventually do it. But like my first time, I probably would have. I don't know if I would have put two and two together about the. Uh, Oh, why'd I travel 18 years ago? Like, maybe this was when my ability first born, and now I'm getting just a second chance at everything, and I probably would have repeated the exact same thing. I don't... Uh... My assumption why he came up with that conclusion so fast was because his mother mentions it. Like, oh, this reminds me of this time. And then a couple days later, then he's teleported back, and he's like, oh, shit, maybe... Because there's always a cause and effect, so he's like, "Why? What happened around this time that would send me back here? That's related to my mother, and that's the only thing he could think of." Yeah, like I said, he would he would have um, probably been smarter than me. I, yeah. I think I still would have been like dumbfounded of going back so long ago that I would have been like, oh, oh. and then like after the incident happens, then my mind would have been like, "Fuck, that's why I got sent back," and then I'd have been like, "Well, yeah, can't really do anything now." <laughs> Um, and not to change the subject one more time before I read us some facts, but it also seems that in the manga he had a little more ability to, or a little more um, consciousness of how to use his ability because in the parking lot scene in the beginning of the anime, apparently he uses it three or four times to spot the difference. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so, yeah. So it seems like he has a little more autonomy over his power in the manga. See, some of this stuff, it really does help to look in the manga yeah. for answers that you're confused about in the anime. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, we can sign us off with some facts. So, at the end of the last episode, apparently there's some graffiti on the bridge wall because in the end he meets Irie under the bridge. Um, there's graffiti that reads R-E colon R-E colon 
which is homage to the anime's intro theme song, which is of the same name, like Riri. Uh, the intro also changes slightly towards the end of the show as the timeline changes and the suspects in the show tend to change. So first it was Yuki, and they had like these sensor bars over the eyes, uh, something along those lines. And as the suspect changed a little bit, the animation changed ever so slightly in that intro. And then, as we already stated, that the original ending of the series contra- not contradicts, but changes greatly from the manga storyline. So there's quite a big significant change. The outcome is virtually the same. The way we get there is a completely different ride. And that is it for this episode. So don't forget to show us some love and support on patreon.com slash weepspawn. And of course, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at weepspawn. And you can contact us at weepspawn at gmail.com. That'll be it from us today. I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you guys next time when we weep spawn. <laughs>